0: All right, I'll see you Thursday. Thursday night?
1: It's Thursday, Thursday. the day before Friday. The day after Wednesday. Two days after Tuesday. Thursday. Because it's Wednesday. Thursday. Thursday.
2: Yeah, Thursday.
1: Thursday, I don't care about you. Thursday doesn't even
3: start. So sometime between now and uh, Thursday, I've got to come up with a small fortune. It's
4: the gateway to the weekend. Woo! Thursday. Now here's Bob and Sherry, my favorite day.
2: Sherry just showed me a picture of Michelle Pfeiffer. She is 61 years old, and she's standing there, I guess, with her husband.
5: Yep, David Kelly. Yep.
2: And she looks about 31. <laughs> I mean, Mich- I don't know what, what the deal she made with the devil was.
5: Michelle Pfeiffer is perfection. That Vance Joy song, um, the closest thing to Michelle Pfeiffer that I've ever seen. Boy, ain't that that true.
2: So she's 61 years old. But you know what's interesting about that photo? And it's a pretty tight shot. She doesn't look like she's had anything done to her face. And I I don't, And and you know, it's fine if you do. It's fine if you don't. But um, it does not look like she's had anything done. If she did, whoever the plastic surgeon was had a really, really deft hand because she looks normal. You know, I, I'm always surprised. She doesn't
5: have that Real Housewives of Orange County, exactly. like overly shiny, puffed up filler face.
2: The filler face. And, and fillers are fine, you know, especially if you're in show business, you can be on camera, you have to have a little courage.
5: Everything's but, fine in moderation. Some that, people exactly. overdo it. but I,
2: I'm surprised at, at some of the stars. She's flawless,
5: Michelle Pfeiffer.
2: I'm, I'm just surprised that they choose either a plastic surgeon or a procedure where they just look really really strange.
5: You know what I wonder though, I wonder in defense cuz I don't know in defense of plastic surgeons. I wonder if there are people that go in there and they want their money's worth.
2: Oh, I think so.
5: And they if they're paying whatever however much that costs, yeah. they want to by god see
2: something. You know, I think that's true. And and I mentioned I'm surprised that some of the performers or actresses or whatever that they would go to that length to, to say, no, I want giant duck lips, and I want I want cheeks that are, you know... Chip monkey. Like chip monkey, and then it doesn't look like them. And, and people are looking at the work that's done and not them. Whereas if you were perhaps a little more subtle, maybe you'd look a little bit younger, but not strange. I mean,
5: I get it. You know, we all look in the mirror and go, oh, when... <laughs> When did this happen? (laughs) Right? Who doesn't do that, right? I mean, I I live, my daughter will come upstairs and she'll go, Mother, when did my face start doing this? And I'm like, your face is doing nothing but being perfect. Are you kidding
2: me? The The worst is you've got an actress who's like 32 years old, and then she does one of those procedures like I just described. It's like, huh. What's the the deal? You can't be 19 forever.
5: You know what I wish? It hasn't been invented yet, but here's what I would do. Here's the procedure that I would do if it was invented. And I keep reading about it on the interwebs. They keep saying it's coming. Uh, My hair grows really fast. My hair grows about an inch a month. I am not complaining. I know a lot of people that would die to have their hair grow an Mm -hmm. inch a month. But um, my hair grows an inch a month, and now... If, if there's a silver one or a white one, that's also growing an inch a month, mm-hmm. which means Kevin has to do my roots every month. And he does my roots because he has a fine arts degree from the University of Georgia Go Bulldogs, and he might as well, by God, be putting you know, it somewhere.
2: he's doing a good job because when I look at you, like I'm looking at you right now and your hair, your hair is very natural looking i he mean does a it's, great, it's yeah. very it's very curly
5: well jason who uh, who cuts and colors my hair does all the base work and then kev does all the root touch up oh he, kevin doesn't cut my hair or anything
2: does he have a little room in the house like mr kevin's he does salon? and he has
5: a box of gloves that i got him at sally's and uh-huh. a little mixing bowl and everything but
2: i bet he's twitching right now even if he's not listening
5: you know what it's so it's like in the movie bulldurm it's uh-huh. so romantic. But the thing that's so funny. Oh,
2: yeah. What, what was that scene? He paints older? her.
5: He gives her, uh, he paints her toenails. That's right. So here's the thing like, my husband, he's Daniel Boone, and he's a man of very few words, and he's extremely rough and rugged and masculine. But when it's time to touch up my roots, he'll sit me down and he's got like this special comb and he starts picking through my hair and he'll say stuff to me like, girl, you just letting it go. <laughs> Girl, I told you to get in here sooner now. What are you well, thinking?
2: Well, Mr. Kevin is booked, you know. Mr. Kevin's House so. of bear.
5: I love him so much. I'm so glad that he does that. And we sit on the days that he does my roots, we sit in the bathroom and we die laughing. Mm-hmm. Because he'll be he'll be doing it and he'll say stuff to me like the next time you see Jason, tell him to take off a couple <laughs> more inches because this is a lot for me to deal with, right? <laughs>
2: It's so fun. He should really buy in and start talking trash about your friends.
5: Well, what he does is he'll be painting. He'll be painting my roots and he'll say the Duchess of Sussex getting kind of above a raisin. What do you think? Right. All this crap that's in his newsfeed. The one procedure that I would do if it existed, I would do whatever that is. They say sometimes they say it's going to be a pill. Sometimes they say it's going to be a shot where your hair would stay the same color you were born with for your whole life
2: oh is that a thing that's it's a thing
5: that's coming
2: oh is that right that's what i would do do you um when would you have to take the pill when you still have that color hair
5: no i think it can reverse gray
2: oh is that right
5: and here's why i even want to because i'm sure there are a lot of women who um are like just let it go let it go let it go not in our business
2: no, oh, I know. no, sir. Buddy. No, I know.
6: <laughs> oh, no. It's true. I mean, no, I have sir, gray buddy. in the
2: temples here. I can't. Yeah. Yeah You don't think you can as a woman? I mean, you, once in a while, you'll see a woman who's gone all gray. Not who does what I do for a living. Yeah, little. maybe not. Not that often.
5: This is that song where he talks about Michelle Pfeiffer. Listen, listen. This is Vance Joy. Oh. We just don't pay enough attention to you, Max. All right, make a note of that in your book, Bob. Pay more attention <laughs> to right. Max. Yeah.
2: My, best, my best to Mr. Kevin. It's
1: Bob. He does a good job, ladies. It's Bob and Cherry. The Fun Size Podcast, a shareable taste of the show. At our website or the free, free Bob and Cherry app.
2: Okay, so for, uh, in, a, in a minute, I'm going to tell you something about why your mother is going to live forever. And then I want you to imagine you were married to me, okay? And I'll give you a specific situation. And then you tell me whether or not you would be embarrassed to be with me. Okay. All right. Here's why your mother is going to live forever. They just did a study and found out that very neat people are much happier, healthier. They have a better self-image. They have a better love life. Everything in their life is better than a person who is really messy.
5: So I'm never going to inherit anything.
2: (laughs) It doesn't look like it. (laughs) <laughs> Super clean people love their job. They are happier with their love life, with their relationships with people. Um messy people are almost twice as likely to be stressed out in general. Why do you think that is? I mean, wouldn't you think if if you're living a kind of the messy lifestyle, you're Here, casual.
5: Here's why I think right? it is. Because um I think that mess and disorder um makes makes you have to work harder to just do everyday stuff like keep track of your car keys, you and think so? The electric bill and the dog leash.
2: So it's yeah. so it's not just the mindset. Like I'm not going to stress out that the uh, counter's not clean before I go to bed. It's fine. Counter's going to be there when I get up tomorrow.
5: I you know I live with the mayor of it's five o'clock somewhere. Mm-hmm. He is very very relaxed, right? And he seems a lot calmer and happier than than me on
2: most days. Is he a neat freak?
5: Not at all. Not at all. He's the opposite. He's-
2: in yeah. fact, we had... Um, See, he's, he's my point.
5: I pointed out to him that um, when the toilet paper is gone and all you're left with is the cardboard tube, mm-hmm. the cardboard tube has no legs and can't leave the bathroom on its own. Right. And that for 11 years, I've been wandering in and picking up empty cardboard tubes. Now, you all know that this summer, I'm switching my family over to a basket of corn cobs because I'm so right. sick of this drama. right? Good for you. And he said to me, What do you mean? I said, you know, when, you know, the empty toilet paper tube, Mm -hmm. where do you think those go? Mm -hmm. And he said, I don't understand. Like I pick them up and put them in the recycling bin. And he goes, really? Bob, this is 11 years.
2: Do you know that I have a
5: 11 years? He hasn't thought about that.
2: I have my own bathroom. This is getting very personal, but I have my (laughs) own bathroom and I've, I've got like a little wicker basket and I just, I'll buy like a, I don't know, some toilet paper and throw it in there. Right. Yeah. They all know. And they're always running out, and they hit my. All of a sudden, I go in there. There's nothing there. It's like I'm a little store. You are. Yeah. You're the commissary. All right. So the getting back to this story, the uh, five things that messy people spill the most are coffee, soft drinks, wine, oil, butter, and grease, and then ice cream. Would you be embarrassed with me if you were my one That
5: sounds like dinner at my house.
2: It does. When I when I go to a casual Italian yeah, restaurant, as yeah. I've I have wiped out so many shirts with oil that I go gangster style now and I'll take the cloth napkin and I put it in the top of my shirt.
6: No, I'm, I'm, you, I'm fine. You don't have
2: a problem with that? I'm fine. I mean, it kind of looks like, a, you know, I'm, I'm Guido in, in, with the mob from a 1960s movie. I'm fine.
5: I don't, like, you know, I have a thing about stains on clothes. Yeah. Um, I'm more irritated. What'd you name your intestinal parasite? What did he call it? Andy. Andy. I'm more irritated <laughs> that you can shovel down... A, a giant-sized plate of pasta with your tapeworm named Andy. I don't care if you have a napkin around your neck, a bucket on your head. All I'm focused on is how much you
4: eat and never gain Bob weight. Bob doesn't really have a tapeworm.
2: No, I don't. Um, but if I did, I would call him Andy. <laughs> Why does that irritate you? Don't don't you want me to, you know... Be happy? Be, uh, be able to be happy? That is a loaded question, Yeah. <laughs>
4: You've got the best.
1: Nice. Hi, Radio. The
4: best of Bob and Sherry.
1: It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app.
2: So I went to the local sports bar to get something to eat by myself, and I sat at the bar because Mary was out with one of her friends, and I noticed a type of woman I want to tell you about. And I've seen this type of woman before, and I want you to tell me if she is. The type of woman that women recognize as as a certain okay. subculture of women. Okay? In just a moment. I had two experiences. That and this one. I sit down. There's a guy sitting next to me. He's drinking a beer. And I guess he's waiting for a to-go order. So I order the ribs and uh, a baked potato. And they have this like slaw, cranberry slaw. So they bring it to me. And they put the slaw to my left. like Like not too far from him. And he's a hacker. And he's going. I was going to say,
5: I'm assuming you don't mean a computer hacker.
2: Right. Correct. And he's really hacking. I don't know. Maybe, you know, pollen. I don't know what's got this guy going, but he is doing a lot of hacking. All I can do is look at the slaw. And then his order comes and he says to me, this is why the Lord did not make me a great big guy. Because I would get into trouble. As he's leaving, he's saying, uh. What's that? And I said that's slaw cranberry slaw oh okay if I were a great big guy I would have said that's slaw cranberry slaw mixed with your phlegm <laughs> <laughs> that's what I that's what I wanted to say
5: so you didn't eat I, it.
2: I, I No, I pushed it away now here's the woman <laughs> tell me tell me if this is oh wait, wait wait
5: how close were you to this man why was he able to two hack feet, on
2: your because you were at the he's, bar yeah he was right he's sitting next to me and he just, I don't know, just ruined my slaw. And I love that slaw.
5: But what about his germs? They didn't get on your ribs.
2: I'm eating the ribs anyway. I got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> they were delicious. All right, so we all have our standards. So here's okay. the here's the woman. All right, there's five women. They're at the end of the bar. They've got a high top table, and they take a couple of seats at the bar. They all have drinks. This this woman that I'm talking about has a beer, and I find that this woman generally is a beer drinker, but not always. This is the woman who laughs loudly at everything. When she's talking, whatever she said, she's laughing loudly. Whatever anybody else says, she laughs loudly. Everything, and by the way, she's very attractive. You know, she's, she's got a great figure. She's, she's cute and all. And she's got a pose that is almost like a sorority girl pose at a sorority girl party. I've never been to one, but this is what I imagine in my in my mind. And she's holding the beer right about shoulder length, and she's and she's drinking. But anything anybody says, she laughs at, and she laughs very loudly. You can hear her through half of the half of the building, and it, it's like she wants everyone to know what a great damn time she's having.
6: Um,
5: I don't. I'm I'm running through all the women I know, and I don't I don't know one
2: like this. I, I see them. I don't see them frequently, but I see them sporadically.
5: Well, I would think that a good place to find these creatures would be at a sports bar.
2: Or at a party. Yeah. I, I, I went to an oyster roast once, and there, there she was. I mean, not the same woman, but a woman like her. And it's just like, please look at me, because I'm here... And this is the greatest place to be, and I am the greatest, funniest, most, most with it person is it, in this place. Is
5: it possible that this person is genuinely just one of these big, bubbly extroverts who really is having the best time?
2: I don't think so. Because I I know that person, but this seems there's an artifice. Like an act. It's like an act. It's like she's, she's doing an act. And the whole thing is just... You know, focused on her. Why? Why do you laugh that loudly? You know, where you're filling a room with your. It's
5: laugh. not a. Gen- you're saying it's not a big, genuine, big like, like. There's nothing. Booming
2: belly laugh kind of a. There's nope, unless you're hanging out with five comedians. There's no conversation going on with five people that where every line is going to be absolutely hysterical. I
4: don't know. Max and Todd, do you know anybody uh, like, <clears throat> I love when a woman laughs. Even if it seems like it's an insincere laugh, I You'll still, take it. I'll take it.
5: <laughs> Todd, you, you know, anybody like this? Uh, you have some pretty man. wild friends. I've never
3: had any friends like this, but Bob, I got to agree with you. I was at a bar the other day with Jen and we were just having an afternoon cocktail and I tell you what, I knew more about this lady's sex life to my right, and I believe she was on a first date, and she was talking about wow. each guy Are you kidding? and was scoring them are you kidding wow. me? at one point in time i i did want to lean what over. kind of scoring system was she uh, She using? was based on one through ten
5: okay so not a letter grade not, or not a, a curve no okay. no
2: and, and and she would one explain, being not good and ten being right gray. right right and so i you to know, the guy she's doing this to and the guy I, and, and you over here to this other guy yeah and uh uh-huh.
3: and at one point i just wanted to lean over i said to jen i said i just wanted to ask her one question i said what is what could you get extra points for to base that score up a little higher but i didn't didn't yeah like
5: if you're if you're a guy who you know just can't break the seven ceiling yeah what can you do to get to an eight yeah at least
2: yeah, if you can't, you need to move along. But after a while, I was. Like,
5: I what was the date's reaction to this um, information?
3: He, he was just sitting there and he was nodding and doing the uh huh, uh huh. Classy eyed, yeah, kind and of I, shocked. And finally, I paid the tab. I said, "I've got to leave because this is getting exhausting." I was exhausted. She was me. describing. She was describing. Yes. Oh my God! You guys, have y'all have the best heard heard that. time.
4: No. <laughs> And I was excited about the phony laughing woman
5: I was with. <laughs> I need to get out of the house more.
4: i It's Bob and Sherry. Ways to get in touch with the Bob and Sherry show. Stick your hat out a window and yell, Hey, Bob and Sherry. Hey, Bob and Sherry. Get the Bob and Sherry free app for your phone and leave us a talk back message. Hey, Bob and Sherry. Email us through the Bob and Sherry website, Bob and Sherry.com, or email us hello at Bob and Sherry.com. Or you can call 1 844 52 Hello, Bob and Cherry. Leave us a DM on the Bob and Cherry Facebook page or you can just kick it old school and yell out the window.
1: Hey, Bob and Cherry. The fun-size podcast, a shareable taste of the show at our website or the free free Bob and Cherry app.
5: If you're just uh, just joining us, Todd was telling us about being seated next to a couple that were on a first date and the woman was telling the guy um, all about every previous man she'd ever been with and giving him a numerical score. And, you know, there are men that would be really keen on hearing that. And then there are men that's kind of like that old Esquivel thing, you know, lie to me, tell me that I am your first. Yeah. Do you know what mine said to me over the weekend? What? Just Completely um, out of the blue. He said, uh, woman, you know how... Uh, <laughs>
2: He doesn't really say woman. Yes, he does. No, he does Yes,
5: he does. Yes, he does.
2: Yes, he does. How do your kids like that? Hear their mother called woman. They think that he is a cartoon. Yeah. So. um, In a a prison. Woman, get in
4: here. Yeah. He
5: He goes, Uh, Woman.
2: Uh, no, it's more like out on the prairie, you know, <laughs> 150 is. years ago. It woman, is. woman, I've been chopping all day long. Are was vittles ready.
5: <laughs> he goes, woman, you know how there are uh, some men who, you know, if they die, they they tell their they tell their woman that they want her to go on and be happy and find somebody else and not be alone. I'm not that guy. <laughs> I want you to be miserable and alone. <laughs> Just out of the blue, just out of the blue, I have no idea um what provoked that, and so I said to him, oh trust me you're you're my last husband, you're it, you're the one I'm done after you,
2: yeah, well, I mean, there's a difference I'm gonna between move those.
5: on to ladies, but I didn't move yeah. I didn't share that with him there's, i just there's left a that. difference between
2: yeah. uh you know having a husband and having a lover,
5: yeah, I just I was like you're you're the you're you have no worries, I will not be um replacing you, and he goes, yeah, i i uh I'm not. I'm not interested in you. Like did you say finding
2: you, love. Did you did you say that you will have no lovers for the rest of your life?
5: No, it was just so random. It just came out of nowhere. And I know because for,
2: let me tell you, as a guy, if, if you're gonna have after we go, if you're gonna have lovers, I want you to be married.
5: Oh, you yeah. You, I want, want, the, you I want, want that yeah, layer exactly. Of misery. I want that. <laughs> like I know. I don't even have to say. Well, then if something happens to me, you have to die miserable and alone. I know that's already the plan. Like he he's. He's exhausted from me. There's no way he's replacing me. But he would not be a guy who wanted on a first date to get a ranking and a scoring of everybody you'd ever been with. I don't
2: know very many guys who would. Well,
5: clearly, this guy that Todd was sitting next to. Well, you don't know what his day, reaction
2: is inside the guy's head.
5: But he was holding it, he had his game face on in public, right, Todd? The guy that was listening to the score? I
2: mean, what, what is he going to do? Throw his napkin down, say, I'm, I'm offended and walk out? I guess that's... That, I mean, I guess you could. You could but do I, that. I don't know if she was pushing the,
3: uh, if she was trying to what? push the envelope to see how far it, she'd get the guy to go.
2: In all seriousness,
5: what would you do if that was you and you're out on a first date and and she's like, well, Bob, and then there was uh, there was Dave, a solid 9.2. Like, what would you do with that information?
2: I'd start calling myself Dave. <laughs> Um, that, I would think it's, you know, first of all, it's a little shocking for it's a guy this, like me. It's
5: not that you're like Kevin. It's not the sort of thing you want to
2: know. No, no. But I think there are guys out there, you know, there are guys out there that are up for, you know, well, you know, you know, the, uh, the movie wild things with, uh, Denise Richards and Nev Campbell. Oh, have I haven't you, seen have it forever, seen but it's, yeah. It's, it's on HBO like every week, seemingly. And it, it was on the other day. The, uh, the Matt uh, what's his Dylan. name? The Matt Dillon character. If he if he heard a guy like that, if he heard something like that, he'd roll with it because he's kind of a sleaze, you know, himself.
5: You would think even somebody um, who's really like fun and playful and open minded like Todd. Todd doesn't want to hear that either because the first Todd's first reaction to hearing this conversation overheard was, Oh, geez, what do you got to do to improve your grade?"
2: Right. Well, that, if you're the guy, you got to be thinking about where where would I end up on her scoreboard.
5: Hopefully, that he was a confident guy with a lot of swagger yeah, who was like, yeah. "Well, you're looking at Mister Ten right yeah, here." Yeah. Like, hopefully, he was that guy.
2: Yeah is Is there a guy that just says, "You know, I don't think this is going to work out." I think there are guys that would do that.
5: Lamar. The people's movie critic has so much self-awareness and sense. Lamar would say, Darling, that bar is too high for this Georgia boy
2: to get over. I know I know a guy that's such a southern gentleman that he would just put his napkin down and walk out.
5: I don't think and that guy have, ends up on that date no, though.
2: Maybe not. Yeah. yeah.
4: You're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry.
5: Max, uh, Max works very, very hard on this show when he's not over there, like doing things that you can actually hear, like music and gongs and, and the, um, all the intros for Bob's many, many exciting features that he develops. <laughs> Max does a lot of research for the show. And so he's found us um, a YouTuber out of South Korea named Big Marvel. And Big Marvel's nickname, Bob, is
2: Lil Marvel.
5: Because, you know, everybody needs a show business nickname. So.
2: Run that by me again. <laughs> Big, Big, Big uh, Marvel's, Marvel's little I, nickname, nickname is Lil Marvel.
4: I think there's something lost in the transition. Yeah, Lil yeah for
2: me there is.
5: So yeah. before I share more about Big Marvel, uh, I want you to hear what he's famous for so you can appreciate how hard Max works. Um, Big Marvel is famous for creating music using a rubber chicken.
2: Well, thank God that this story doesn't get any weirder after his name. Is this it here? This is, one of the- this is a rubber chicken? And it's the Four Seasons.
5: No, it's, it's the it's canon indeed.
2: That's right, Bell's canon. I was waiting on the counter. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Pachelbel's Canon on a Rubber Chicken.
5: (laughs) By Big Marvel, who is also known as Little Marvel. Marvel. So let me tell you some more fun things. Uh Um, Let's see. Uh, He has many tattoos all over his body. Uh He says if he could live anywhere in the world, it would be Las Vegas. Um, If he could be any animal, it would be a chicken. He thinks Spider-Man would win in a fight with Batman because Spider-Man has webs. And he said, if I was an ice cream, I would be almond
2: ice cream. What does he look like?
5: He looks like an eight-year-old. Um, he does. does, yeah.
4: And Mac- Max has some more have, of his. He has remade the most remade or the, the song that you've heard so much lately. <laughs>
2: Let me ask you, <laughs> is he goofing on us with this no, now no, or is, this is... is this he believes in his art?
4: He, uh, he has a YouTube channel with he six is million subscribers. Oh, this is this is one that he did. This is a live performance he did on the street. And there's a woman with a harp and he really has a rubber chicken in his hands with this. Uh.
2: Rubber chicken must go on.
7: <laughs> go,
5: Lil' Marvel.
2: L- let me say this. I get Big Marvel. I get the rubber chicken. I get the song selection. The only thing I'm not straight on is going from Big Marvel to Lil' Marvel. Lil' Marvel. Lil' Marvel. Mo- oh, oh. Lil' Marvel. Oh, he's like, getting street like cred. Like Lil' John. Yeah, like he's getting street cred, he? I'll
5: tell you, um, the big marvel is that this is six million
4: subscribers.
2: Tell on me YouTube. about. Tell me about it. You know, you and I come in here all these years, busting and trying to entertain people. This it's got six million followers on me, YouTube for me, it with a rubber chicken. Let me
5: let me make sure you fully understand the burn. Because we're broadcasting this, the NAB's giving him a
2: Marconi next year. Yeah, you know that's true. That's exactly right. They'll, they'll say, how did we miss him after all these years? And the Marconi goes to... Lil' well, Marvel.
5: His <laughs> rubber chicken. His
2: rubber chicken. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if he's getting girls with that. You know? <laughs> well, there's the answer right there, and I think it's Yes. <laughs>
5: Let's post that up on our Facebook so that, because I know you'll want to enjoy this later again. We'll post this up. Big Marvel and his rubber chicken. We got the People's Movie Critic warming up on deck for his review of Downton Abbey. I hate to just go to the break.
2: The heart must go on.
5: Let's let him have his big finish.
2: (laughs) Here it comes. I'm right there for you. It's Bob and Sherry.
1: Leave us a talk back. talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. So, I
2: have something here that allegedly is a surefire way to help you fall asleep if you're a person who has trouble falling asleep. Do you have trouble falling asleep at night? Very rarely. Yeah, I've had insomnia
5: with my season of crying. Uh huh. No, it's yeah. better. I
2: used to, but I, I really don't anymore. Um, so, anyway, the University of Texas looked at 5,000. 5,000 previous studies that have to do with water and sleep. And they found there's a lot of evidence that a hot bath before bed will help you fall asleep faster. Now, here's the thing, though. You, You have to time it. Take your bath about 90 minutes before bed. Between one and two hours is the sweet spot. Any earlier leaves too much time for the temperature to go, your body temperature to go back up. And if you take a bath right before bed, you will not have a chance for it to dip down because evidently taking a hot bath does not make your body hotter. It has the opposite effect.
5: So, and it can be a hot shower too, I assume, 90 no, minutes before? They're
2: saying a bath. They're saying a bath 90 minutes before. So your body will cool down one or two degrees and you will fall asleep more quickly, according to this. The water should be hot. But not real hot. The perfect temperature is between 104 and 109 degrees. So I was thinking about this. And I was thinking, you know, I like to get a good night's sleep every night. Be sure of it every night. I should just make an announcement to Mary. Mary, every night at exactly 845, you'll, you'll want to note this because you'll have the time if you're making dinner. At exactly 845, I will be drawing my bath and uh, going to my bath.
5: You'll be living like Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. who every night has a bath and some Japanese whiskey.
2: Japanese whiskey. <laughs> what is that?
5: It's whiskey made in Japan by Japanese people. Well, we people. make
2: whiskey right here, not far from where we she live. She
5: drinks her some Japanese whiskey.
2: Oh, my God. The woman is insufferable. <laughs> Japanese whiskey.
5: Mm-hmm. And there's a fireplace in her bathroom, which I mean, is. if you if you're not going to have a fireplace in your bathroom, why even
2: have indoor plumbing? Am I right? You know, you know what? Forget the whole thing. I'm so depressed over this. I'll, I'll, ne- I'll never be able to live like that. I'll, I'll be in my bath relaxing, thinking about her and the fact that I don't have a fireplace or Japanese whiskey.
5: Yep. Hmm.
2: So what do you think? Does it make any sense?
4: It to makes total
5: sense. This is yeah. this
2: is pretty much my routine every night now. It is, yeah.
4: So I take a shower about ninety minutes before I go to bed.
2: Yeah, I take and a that's shower, about, at, and, and, at and night. that's about, and that's yeah. about what it is, and, yeah.
5: I think you're wrong about the shower. I think you can take a shower or a bath. bath. But I've read about, because this is all about your core body temperature.
2: Yeah. Um, But it would be more intense if you're you're sitting in the bathtub. You're soaking in it, right? But
5: but I did read about this, and you can shower. Uh This is the same reason why some people put socks on or have to have their foot sticking out of the blanket. It's all about regulating your body temperature.
2: Oh, yeah. I have to have a foot sticking out.
5: You're so different. You have to have a foot sticking out and a foot weighed down by a blanket.
2: Yeah. Is that that big of a deal? It's not like I want a fireplace in my bathroom and Japanese whiskey. I'm just putting a foot out and you're kicking my ass here.
7: Jeez.
4: You-
2: <laughs> that seems wrong. I can't do anything.
4: He's regulated and he's not going to float away.
2: I'm so tense. How I need you- a bath. How do you I have to leave down- and get a bath.
5: Like, how do you, after you weigh Mm -hmm. down one foot and stick the other foot out, then what do you do when you have to move?
2: Then the the feet uh, change position. The the, The other one comes out and the other one comes in. It balances beautifully. (laughs) It's a timing thing. (laughs) I loved it the other night. I mean, I hate to be awake in the middle of the night, but we were away from the dog in in, uh, Los Angeles for several days in the middle of the night, the first night, he jumps up on the bed, comes over and starts licking my hand. And I told it to Mary and she said, oh, the same night, he did the same thing to me. And you know what he was doing? He was just so glad to have us He was us glad back. to have you back. The pack was together again. Isn't
5: that sweet? Well, last night when Olivia got home from work, she said, how's your night, mother? And I said, well, I just read the top ways you can tell that your cat really loves you. And Larry Munson loves me all ten ways.
2: Did she turn around and go back and outside? She, no,
5: she paused for a minute and she goes, it's going to be hard when I move away to college, isn't it? Like, yeah, it is. But I'm preparing ahead of time, you know? like, I'm,
2: Oh, God.
5: I'm reading more. I'm when she, when changing she, more. When
2: she moves away to college in the fall, I don't even want to... You need to take like a, a month off or something. I can't be around you.
5: I have already scheduled... Um Extra hydration And crying For her moving day But I'm not gonna cry In front of her I'm gonna wait Till I drop her off And drive away Sad lonely husk That I am And then I'm gonna cry For the whole ride Why
2: don't you cry In front of her And just guilt trip her
5: I've already done that Uh
1: It's the best <laughs> Bob and Sherry. The best, the best. You guys kill me. I love you, Bob and Sherry. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com.
2: Okay, this is right out of a English newspaper. I'm just going to read this article. It's very short. Okay. And then tell me what you think. According to a study out of England, when couples had dessert on their first date, they were twice as likely to go out again as couples who didn't have dessert. And it's not just ordering the dessert that's important. It's the act of sharing it that was key. The researchers found that the act of literally feeding the other person a bite of dessert on your fork was a big sign that a couple had chemistry. 93% of couples that fed each other dessert on their first date Said they wanted to get back together again for another date versus 43 percent of couples who did not share food.
5: Um I completely agree because I'm not if, if you give me the skeevies, I'm not taking a bite of anything off your fork.
2: Yeah. Suppose, if, suppose I read this and I'm out on a date, right? Because I, and I know I, I really want to go out with you again, all right? So I'm going this is going to work great for me. And uh, we order dessert, and I get the carrot cake. Right, and I went, "Oh, this is good carrot cake." Here, let me let me feed this to you. And she says, mm, um, "I'm good."
5: I'm so afraid oh. that would happen to you, and and I don't want that to happen to you.
2: I'm so. Why? Afraid why of are you that. so afraid? Why do you think that I could not? <sighs> because have I have a don't. successful outcome with that. You've
5: had many successful outcomes, but I'm so afraid that if you. Like if single you, if past single Bob tried this, it wouldn't go well. And then your feelings would get hurt and you would be like, what's wrong with my germs? And you would be upset and sad. And maybe she's just doing keto, you know, and she's just not eating sweets.
2: I'm going to have to tell her we're not leaving this booth until you eat this dessert off of my fork.
5: You know, we like a forceful man.
2: Yep. I heard that. <laughs> Missy, don't, don't even think of getting up. You're not I, going anywhere until I, I you eat this I carrot But I don't really cake.
5: eat sweets.
2: It's not that sweet. It's carrot cake. Here, let me feed it to you.
5: I, open, I'd rather Open I'd rather your, you open your
2: eat. mouth. Open your mouth. I'm going to come up on top of the table and get on that side, all right? Come on. Yeah, what do you want, miss? No, it's a private conversation. Thank you. Let's get in open up. Let's here comes the aeroplane. <laughs> that's what I'm worried about.
5: Little tip for you. That's, that's, what, that's I'm what I'm worried, worried about, about,
2: too.
5: I'm gonna be honest, that's what I'm worried about.
2: Because then I, yeah, I've already read the article, you know, and it's in the back of my mind. Oh, I'd like to go out with her again. All I gotta do is get that pie hole open and get this cake in there. I'm real Then I'm, I could then I could say, waitress, could you come over here a minute? I'm real yeah, worried about She doesn't that. like the carrot cake. What other kind of cake do you have? You have chocolate cake. I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't want any. Bring me some of that. Yeah, ice cream. I don't want it. Pie. Do you like pie?
5: I don't want anything dessert. I can't How would you like a napkin I just for need dessert? To go home.
2: <laughs> oh, you just want to go home? What? And maybe make a cake <laughs> and share it with me. <laughs> you know what's funny? You know why
5: I'm laughing because there are men who act like you're doing. This
2: you know, right? I think there must. There be. are. There yeah. are
5: men out there. Who act like this.
2: They read... So, guys are so, you know, ham-fisted sometimes. They read something, right? And they say, oh, that's what they like. And then they don't realize it's an article and everybody's different, you know?
5: And and then here you're coming across the table <laughs> with the fork <laughs> full of cake. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> all
7: right,
2: so we're walking out of the restaurant. I know. How about a Mint. Right here at the cash register. would you have a nice mint? I, I really let me, let me take I'm, a bite out I'm of it. Going, you can oh, have the rest no, of the mint. I don't, I don't oh, it's know. just a mint. <laughs> really like to see you again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really busy all the time. <laughs> all the time.
4: All the time.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm. <laughs> I've never had a woman say that to me. I feel better now. <laughs> I'm busy all the time. That's, one, that's one I've never had. Busy I've never had. Can, can we go? I'm busy all the time. Busy all the time. Really? Like 24 hours a day? Yeah.
4: Wow, you must be
5: tired. I never sleep. Oh, busy God.
2: It's a disease time. you're dealing with. <laughs> It's the Bob and Sherry
4: Off-Air Podcast called The Oddcast. Podcasting, podcast With stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast drops every Monday and Friday. Podcast With uncensored conversations, special guests, and true crime time. I'm sorry, but it's absolutely true. Bob and Sherry Off-Air Podcast. The Oddcast. We got a big podcast to do here. Get it now on the free Bob and Sherry app, BobandSherry.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: It's stuff you won't hear on the show. The Bob and Sherry Podcast on the Bob and Sherry app.
2: Okay, we have Norma with us. Hi there, Norma. How are you?
1: Hey,
7: Norma. I'm good. I'm good. How are you?
2: We are both very fine. What can we do for you today?
7: Well, I was listening to uh, Bob and Sherry this morning, um, and Sherry was talking about turtles. She had turtle stories, and I was excited to share a turtle story that I have. Yes. Oh, more did turtle you, talk! <laughs> but, yes. but
5: did you did you re, did you already know about that cool turtle in Australia that has the bright green mohawk and breathes through its genitals? That was a wild looking turtle.
7: <laughs> I did not, and that was hysterical as I'm driving to work, and I'm like, "Oh, this is too funny." Well, let's hear Never your turtle story. I'm sorry. Let's
5: hear your turtle story.
7: Okay, so I work um, in a. I've worked with children in a clinic out of my home and in the backyard, we have woods and a Creek and all of that. So this one mom shows up and she's carrying a big five gallon, like, you know, Home Depot bucket or, you know, one of those buckets. And I'm like, Hey, what's with the bucket? It's like, well, I rescued a turtle off the side of the road. So I'm like, Oh, that's oh, so nice of you. And you brought great. it to therapy with your kids. <laughs> um, so she goes, well, I was wondering if I could, Put him down there in your creek. I'm like, yeah, go for it. You know, she had to kind of tumble down this little hill, and she let the turtle go and climb back up. And I said, oh, that's great. Save the turtle. And we had been having problems with raccoons. And something just told me after work that night, I looked up raccoons, and guess what? Their number one delicacy is turtles. Oh no! (laughs) So I've sent this turtle to its death after she rescued it. Oh, Norma, but you didn't know. No, No, I didn't know. But I was—I could never tell her. (laughs) The next week, I just. Didn't have the heart. To
5: but them. now you'll have to take this terrible secret for, with you yes. for the rest of your life. Oh, no. And by the way, this is, this turtle talk is so educational. It I didn't is, know right? that raccoons ate turtles. Did you know
6: that? Right. So I
7: figured I could spread the word to let people know <laughs> not yeah, to release I, their turtles to raccoons.
2: I didn't know either. And I think I was happier then.
7: Uh, yeah, I just I thought the
5: Trash Panda ate your garbage. Yeah. or. I don't know. Very, berries, maybe like whatever
2: yeah. they
7: would eat in the wild. Well, no,
2: they have to have more than garbage to eat.
5: You
7: know, yeah. because, I don't, I don't know human garbage. that was a delicacy, you know. but I thought that was kind of funny. Of course, I have lots of raccoon funny stories, too.
5: But Oh, let's hear um, your favorite raccoon story.
7: Okay, so the raccoon, one night um, we have a deck off of this back um, yard, and here it is scratching at the door. It is cold. I don't remember what time of year. And here's the mama raccoon with her three babies lined up. And she's like, you have to feed me. She's scratching on my deck door. Oh, my goodness. Meantime, they proceed to rip up our decking because they want to get to the bird (laughs) feeder. Yeah. So the bird feeder people tell us, well, just get cheap dog food and feed them down where they live. You know, throw the dog food down there and keep it away from your birds. I'm like, all right, smart me. I start feeding raccoons, right? So little by little, I look out there every evening and now we have 14 raccoons <gasps> all lined up to eat the oh dog Oh my food. God, you're, Norma, you have to like, move to a condo. You're like the
5: golden yeah. corral of the raccoon community. They
7: talk it, exactly. about and Exactly, and then there's a possum in there and the possum is like, I'm the alpha here, and he's smacking the raccoons away to get the dog food.
2: <laughs> oh, the word got out on the animal the hop out. See, so
7: little by little, more raccoons are coming. And then the little runt, the one that the mother, I guess, had the little babies, um, starts showing up early because he's like, i got to get the dog food. Well, keep in mind, I work with kids, and now these parents walk out with their kids, and they see at 3 o'clock in the afternoon this raccoon. And they're like, oh, my God, you have rabid raccoons. <laughs> That's I'm exactly like, no, I what I would I think. A hungry raccoon.
2: See, my wife did the same thing. We and, and I was part of it also. We got uh-huh. when we moved into our house eight years ago. Uh, there's a lot of woods around our house, and deer would uh-huh. come to the front door, and she oh just God. loved it. And she started buying deer food of all oh, things wow. and oh, throwing no. it out there. And now I walked out there one day, and there were eight of them, and they eight just kind of kinda, oh, you know goodness. looked over at me like, "Yeah, what? This is where I eat."
6: <laughs> This is the restaurant. The food?
2: And then when we stopped feeding them the food, they started eating my plants. And, oh, it's cost us a fortune.
5: Well, that's because that? they came to think of your house as a, restaurant, a buffet. A
2: buffet. The, right, same, the right. same thing with Norma. Well, but you have a kind what, heart, Norma.
5: Here's what you don't oh, know, Norma. Something could happen, and the raccoon herd could be what saves you. This is what you don't know. Like, I don't right. know what sort of calamity it would be. I, I, I got to be you. honest, Sherry, I don't either. But I'm going <laughs> to keep an open mind to that possibility because God works in mysterious ways.
2: Somebody's going to probably break into your house and you'll say, get out of here. Get out of here. Raccoons. <laughs> raccoons come. The last and one the, you, they'll the be thundering. No <laughs> they'll go through the windows, the doors, <laughs> snarling at this, <laughs> this bandit. Yeah. That's great. No, all right. I you got your own security system.
7: Chase him away with a, with a broom because one of them thought he would be all big and came out and got up on his hind legs and went, ah, like, you know, he was trying to be bigger than us. So then we had to go out with a big broom and go, ah, back at him. And, I got to you know, be Marmar. honest, Mormons, After- the
2: first time a giant raccoon gets on his back legs and goes, ah, I am moving to a mid rise condo. After
5: everything you've done for them, one of those raccoons got aggressive with you. Yeah. He did. He was yeah. like, I want my food. <laughs> that is an unappreciative raccoon. That is, but that's what's going to happen. We
2: get out. That's it. You're a sweet lady. Thank you so much.
5: You know, you know why I'm choosing to believe that Norma will be rescued by that herd of protective raccoons because the alternative is she's going to be eaten, eaten by, by them? it. I and know. I don't want to live in that world. I know. It's Bob and Sherry.
0: instant access to the podcast podcast and fun
1: side just download the free bob and sherry app
5: joining us right now is sandra hey
6: girl how you doing hey sandra hey bob and sherry how are you guys
2: good and you're here to talk about your grandma
6: yeah so i heard a segment that you guys had the other day about crazy grandparents and i was listening and i was like my goodness that's nothing so thought you guys might be interested in my crazy grandmother what did you call her I called her Mama. I'm very Southern. Mama. I love that. Someday I want to be Mama. Really?
2: I do. Yeah, me too. I do. You don't look like a Mama. I'm sorry.
5: I'm willing. I'm willing to work my way toward that because those ladies look comfortable and happy. They so do. tell me about your mama. What's a fun example?
6: So you guys, it's it's craziness. Um, our grandmother was awesome. So apparently, she grew up in a time where they were poor during the Depression and things like that. And somehow, mm-hmm. it kind of warped her brain. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Um, but well, starving, was starving a, will a do history. that. Yeah, star- I'm sorry, star- Bob.
2: Starving will do. Will will warp your brain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
6: It will. So when we were little, she wanted to get us stuff. She wanted. Uh, we didn't have a lot of money either, and she wanted to really be able to give us all the things that other people had. And unfortunately, uh-huh. uh, she took the uh, criminal route with that. Um, it kind of progressed too. So we started out with poor. It was Richway back then. If you you guys are Charlotteans, you know that Richway turned into Target. But we would go into Richway, and she would load up the buggy with. Barbie dolls and lip glosses or skates, whatever you wanted. And she was like, baby, just put your coat over the, just put your coat over the buggy and just push it out to the car. And I'll meet you out there in just a minute. And, you know, it took a little while before we realized what, you know, what was happening. We were kind of little and it was, uh, she, uh, then progressed to, I don't know if she got busted during that time, but then she progressed to, uh, cutting the tags off of it and having you do the same thing and, Finally, she progressed to um when she got she did get busted for stealing, and so her and her sister both so this was like a family i, oh. I guess they both were kind of warped
2: It was a crime family <laughs> it, what what was, was the what was the deal with the
6: tags she'd cut a tag off yeah, so in the beginning, I guess they didn't have electric sensors, so she wouldn't worry about the tag. It was mm-hmm. just kind of a buggy maneuver pile the buggy, pile coats on it, go to the car. After that, you know, um, I guess this was the 70s, they probably started putting some type of sensors. And so then she would, you know, cut them off and put them in the pocketbook or the buggy or whatever, you know, you want to do. And her and her sister did get, you know, arrested for this. And we just thought, my goodness, you know, we, we were growing up and this was normal. And it didn't, you know, it took a little while before we realized these these women are not so. Um, but the final thing that they graduated to after getting busted was taking the um, re- reduction price stickers that were on, you know, reduced clothing yeah. and putting it on the more expensive clothing. And so when I hear the song Popping Tags, I totally think of my grandmother. The Macklemore
2: <laughs> song. I don't know that song. I got $20 in my
6: pocket. good Bob, you haven't heard that song?
2: So, so popping tags is taking what uh, Sandra just described—taking a tag off a cheaper item. Here's the thing, I—that's
5: like entry, popping tags like that
6: is entry-level shoplifting. Your mamaw
5: was a criminal mastermind. <laughs> <laughs>
1: have,
6: have and both- what's so funny is we learned what not to do. All of her grandchildren are upstanding. I'm a vice president at a bank. Um, well, I, don't, done. I wouldn't steal a dime. I, I just You know, I I can't imagine. And so you would think that it would have. It would have made her grandchildren, um, you know, notorious criminals as well, but it actually didn't. We're all very anti, um, you know, thieving is funny. There's a
5: funny, like, thought pattern in a thieving mama's head, Um, especially when they grew up in the Depression, because I can remember being really little and riding in the shopping buggy. With my mama, and we'd be going through the grocery store, and in the bulk candy aisle, she would unwrap like three root beer barrels and stuff them all into my mouth <laughs> and say, Shut up, they'll never know. We like fl- flat out stealing, well, but your I told man you. law was running a criminal syndicate with her sister. It sounds like I,
2: to- I told you about my uh, first uh, mother-in-law who yeah. would steal a Christmas tree for us, you know, right in the back of the Buick.
5: And in her mind, it wasn't really it wasn't. stealing. Oh, they
2: don't need it, they're just going to throw them away. Have you seen the viral video that went out of those guys that went into the Tommy Hilfinger store in Chicago? Uh, yeah. And just the the employees are told, don't approach them. If somebody's stealing, let it go. They took you. The video is unbelievable. Eight thousand five hundred dollars worth of clothing and just walked right out into the streets
5: i think that it's right that the employees are told to step back you want to risk your life for some tommy hilfiger t-shirts no you don't
2: but i mean this they got five t-shirts yeah (laughs) (laughs) this stuff is going on this type of robbery is going on now i don't know what you do if you're a brick and mortar but sandra the thing with your
5: grandma was she wanted she like stealing barbie dolls she justified that because she wanted her grandchildren to have things you know Yes, but then I
6: think she went, you know, over the, one went over the cuckoo's nest. It got worse. Um, After she got a little older and was afraid to do that anymore, she started haunting area flea markets, and um, there was a lot of uh, negotiating on prices at the flea market, so and she was a hoarder, which I never knew what a hoarder was until I saw the, saw the show Hoarder. So she had some issues, no doubt. She was crazy, but as, as, as crazy as it sounds, she was also such a wonderful grandmother. She
2: That's called family. Yep, that is called family right there. You know, there.
5: I think that you're right. As crazy and as criminal her impulse to love on you guys and give you things and make sure you had things she didn't have that impulse was good it's just the way she acted on it yeah, that wasn't you, you know? just
2: can't do that sandra i'm glad you turned out great congratulations to your whole family they all sound like they're successful and uh, good luck with banking
6: In spite of it all, right? In spite spite of it all.
2: Yeah, that's right. It's amazing what we can survive. It's Bob and Sherry.
1: Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at BobandSherry.com. I was reading an article about
5: some of the best-selling toys of the last 45 years, and a lot of them you won't be surprised by at all. Some of them are classics like, you know, Barbie dolls. But here was what surprised me. Um the best selling toy in the year 1992 was a Barbie doll. And you think you think like of the best selling toy in any given year would be much trendier, you know, like more whatever is new and yeah, hot. high tech, yeah. Yeah, um Star Wars toys, the Rubik's Cube, the Nintendo Game Boy, Furbies, the board game Risk, which is so difficult and long to play. Um And it was invented back in the 50s. It's still one of the best-selling toys in the world. No kidding. Have you ever played Risk? I don't think so. If you never have, don't make your first game be with my brother, Mark.
2: I've been married a couple of times. Does (laughs) that count? Yeah.
4: When I was a kid, guys in the neighborhood, we would play these marathon games and have alliances and... All kinds of stuff. Is it a military? Yeah, It's a military game, but it's... Yeah.
5: but It's it's a strategy game. And there game. is strategy,
4: but it's not terribly complicated.
5: Just don't ever play with my brother, because here's what he does. He browbeats you until you <laughs> and what is left of your ragged army are sheltering in a cave in her <laughs> uh, And was, then he comes and slaughters you. Uh, but you'll learn a lot about geography, will you
4: not? Play that is Risk? true. Yep. The oh. great line in Seinfeld was, again... A game about world domination with guys playing it who can't run their own lives. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
2: Um The Furby.
4: Hungry Hippos.
2: Wait a minute, before before you go on, when I think of the Furby, the only thing I thing I can remember is there seemed to have been a run on Furbies, and if you couldn't get one, you were not gonna Oh, it was keep, awful. You were not gonna give the the gift of the year to your kid. It was awesome. And I don't know if they held them back purposefully but I remember somebody would say oh there's Furbies on the other side of town you can go over and get a Furby over there that was like one of those first uh, run on toys Does that happen anymore I haven't heard about that in a while and where there's, there's always- the, the toy of the year and you can't get it elmo, El- elmo t- was t- another
4: movie. one yeah. my, my niece was in the tickle me elmo age and she, oh big deal about oh, i finally got the toy and she got it she unwrapped it and he wiggled and laughed and she threw it down <laughs> she freaked out about she him moving around like it. Yeah. she did not want any part oh of my it. word you
5: know now for better or worse you're chasing the newest xbox or playstation
2: yeah probably
5: um, the game Hungry Hippos was invented in 1967, which I did not know because it didn't really hit peak popularity until 1980. Hmm. I wanted Hungry Hippos as a child so desperately, and I never got it.
2: What did they do? The hippo ate something. The
5: it's a the TV commercial made it look like a lot more fun than it is. Right. You've got this little plastic arena situation, and you have four hippos and a little lever and some balls, marbles. And the, you've released the marbles, and each player uses their lever, and your t- hippo opens its mouth and swallows marbles. Hmm. There was a great jingle that was in the TV commercial. And hungry hippo. Yeah, you can sing it. And the kids playing it looked like Having kids so that were much properly
2: well-loved. Yeah.
5: And had a good upbringing.
2: And they're smiling and laughing.
5: And I would say, can I have hungry hippos? No. And my parents would laugh and then send me to the store to buy cigarettes. Yeah. Right. There was no hungry hippos <laughs> so sad. for me. Um, Rubik's Cube, one of the best-selling toys in all time.
2: Yeah, I bet.
5: They invented it back in the late 70s, but... Between, it, was, it was a thing. Did you know that between 1980 and 1983, more than 100 million
2: Rubik's Cubes were Is sold? Is that right? Actually, that speaks well of our species.
5: Oh, wait, there's more. One in seven human beings on the planet Earth tried to solve it.
2: Oh, is that right?
5: I never have. Have you ever solved a Rubik's Cube?
2: I don't think so. I mean, I remember when you go over to anybody's house and there'd be one somewhere in the house.
5: My ex-husband would be like, it's so easy. I need to hand it back over. I can't believe you can't do it. I can't believe you can't relate to a woman. Look at us. (laughs) Look at us, both confused. I tease, because I love (laughs) Strawberry shortcake, <laughs> strawberry shortcake.
2: Oh yeah!
5: The first year that straw the, the first year that strawberry, you're you're gonna need to sit down because all the blood's gonna drain from uh-huh. your head. The first year that strawberry shortcake was launched, 1980, 100 million dollars in sales. Dang,
2: that's an 80s money too.
5: Yep. Um Cabbage Patch.
2: Oh, that thing. Remember
5: that craze? Oh, how could
2: you not?
5: They sold three million Cabbage Patch dolls three million
2: they were kind of creepy weren't they they're were real soft
5: they, right yeah real soft they had a very squishy. face
2: yeah right
5: transformers um transformers um have gone to the top spot twice once when they were first invented like in the in the late 1980s and then again recently when the movies came out
2: can you believe they made movies out of that but that was that was the concept
5: have you ever tried to watch one
2: a few minutes of it just cuz i i put the tv on and there was megan fox and she's kind of uh, easy on the eyes but then it just i, I watched the, it and went, this is nuts when the
5: battle scene starts yeah. you can go into the kitchen and fix yourself something to eat and come back in and not not have lost the thread <laughs> yeah, right. they're still fighting they're and still going lasers at it.
1: are coming out yeah
5: yeah yeah it's bob and Sherry. <laughs>
1: Use the Talk Back feature feature on the free Bob and Sherry app and leave us a message. And when you have that app,
5: all you have to do is tap the microphone and talk. That's it. And it'll fly right through the air. And Bob, you're going to love this today because all of these Talk Back messages are about you.
4: Now it's time for the Bob and Sherry feature simply known as
7: Bob, 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 Bob.
2: I didn't know there was such a feature.
5: It's the world premiere today.
2: Coulda used the heads up.
5: You know how you like surprises?
2: Yeah, I hate them.
5: <laughs> Let's hear the first one, Matt.
6: Hi Bob and Cherry. I was listening to your podcast where Bob's dad was teaching him to drive and Bob went too fast, so Bob's dad said, "People live here." Um, I live in a downtown area of a pretty good-sized city, and whenever someone rides a motorcycle at all or drives somewhat fast down my street, I scream, this is a neighborhood. (laughs) I'm 27.
2: (laughs) It's, It's amazing. The generations are bridged. You know, somehow we bridge the generations.
6: <laughs> Hi, today I was listening to the program and Sherry was talking about how when you go into space, your spine elongates. Well, Bob asked her the question, does that happen everywhere? And I literally choked on my drink and that's the first time that's ever happened to me.
1: You're awesome, Bob.
2: Well, I meant, does it happen in Texas? Does it happen, you know, in California? No, it in happens California? in space. No, I was referring to what? Oh. Yeah.
7: Yeah. Oh. This is Heather from Kansas City. I just had a small epiphany listening to your show on the way to work today. We really need to stop giving Bob a hard time about all his idiosyncrasies because Bob's idiosyncrasies are what makes part of the Bob and Sherry show the Bob and Sherry show. If he weren't the way he was, or the way he is, then the show just wouldn't be the same. So, I love you, Bob. Keep being you.
2: Um,
7: You know the way you are.
2: Here's how I feel about that. Thank you, because I'm an important part of the show. But I have to also point out that Bozo the Clown would not be the Bozo the Clown show without Bozo. But he's a clown.
5: Well, I don't think that's a fair comparison We don't make you wear A big red nose Or giant shoe
3: So far
6: (laughs) Would you like another one? Tony's got an opportunity though Yes I would sir (laughs) Hello Bob My name is Jason I'm from West Virginia And today is your birthday It is also my birthday You drive Toyotas I sell Toyotas we should hook up sometime. You're my friend on Facebook. Happy birthday, Bob. From Jason from West Virginia.
2: I'm oddly uncomfortable. I don't know why. He sounds like it, a nice guy. Was it I don't the know. use of
5: the phrase hook up? I believe it might have been, yeah.
2: Yeah. I think he yeah. was
4: going a long way yeah. to try to find similarities between right. the two of you. Right. We're both human inside. beings. <laughs>
2: I see. You sounded like a nice guy. Oh, those are all very cute. Those were
7: fun.
4: I have one more.
7: Oh, uh. (laughs) yeah. Good morning, Bob and Sherry. This is Evan from Delta, Colorado. And this morning I was listening to Bob talk about cooking pork chops and how to keep them warm so he can eat something warm before everybody comes down to eat. Bob. Maybe you should try calling them down right before they're finished being cooked, so maybe they'll be downstairs ready to eat when they're coming off, and then you both will have hot food, and they'll be there on time. Love you guys. Have-
5: I feel like there's a little bit of
2: judgment in that, tone. <laughs> I think there's quite a bit. <laughs> like I'm too stupid to time anything. <laughs> Oh, that's right. I, I'm a guy. I don't multitask. yeah. well. Oh, yeah. I can't multitask. First of all, anybody who has a teenager knows that calling a teenager and timing hot pork chops is almost impossible. Right?
5: Well, ever since my family meeting where I told my family that... Um, I cook the foods they like, and I'm damn sick and tired of chicken and rice. And if I t- say to you it's dinner time, I want you there thir- three minutes ago, with a smile on your face. It's gotten better.
2: It's gotten better that way. That yeah. uh, doesn't sound like me, but uh, I just want to thank everybody for their uh, for their comments. Glad the show would. Uh...
4: And you like the new feature?
2: I'll get back to you. <laughs> uh,
4: you know, sometimes you have to tr- do something more than once.
2: Uh, not all really the time. Like not all the time. By no. the
4: way, all those things saying Bob, Bob, Bob at the beginning, those were those from listeners
2: from, from TalkBack. Talk oh, yeah. I, I recognize our, them
4: Our app is free in <laughs> Google
5: Play and in the Apple App Store. You just download it and it automatically delivers the podcast and the podcast and has the TalkBack feature and all sorts of cool stuff. And you too can call and say, Bob, Bob, Bob.
4: It's the Bob and Sherry Off Air Podcast called The Oddcast. Podcasting. Podcast. With stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast drops every Monday and Friday. Podcast. With uncensored conversations, special guests, and true crime time. I'm sorry, but it's absolutely true. The Bob and Sherry Off Air Podcast. The Oddcast. We got a big podcast to do here. Get it now on the free Bob and Sherry app, BobandSherry.com, or wherever you get your podcasts
1: way to go sherry named again this year as one of the most influential women in radio here's bob and sherry
2: uh breaking news here breaking news on the bob and sherry show stand by everyone breaking news diddy says he's semi-retired
1: i
5: Mm -hmm. thought that he was
2: he's semi-retired well he's announced it now that could change if he finds a song to sample and repeatedly say yeah to Okay. He could come, he could come right back. He could come right back then. Okay. So can I ask you something? Mm-hmm. And yeah. you need to be honest with me here. Yeah. Are you for me or against me?
5: I'm mostly for you. Yeah. Mostly for me. Every once in a while you'll go off on some tangent and then I got to reel you back in and kind of begin
2: you. You are not supposed to be against me. Well, no so, matter what you do, I am for you.
5: I'm always for you, but privately sometimes you need a correction. And you know that's true. You
2: Well let me give you an example how, how you true. were not Fermi. Okay, it was like a half an hour ago. Remember when Sarah <coughs> remember when Sarah called up?
5: Um oh about meeting her <coughs> true love on the beach?
2: Yeah, meeting her true love on the beach. She's walking along the beach. It's a long, long beach. There's no one there. It's springtime. Except for one man, and he's fishing. And she walks by him and they lock eyes. And then she walks back to go back to where she was coming from. And all of a sudden, he's pulling something in. And it turns out to be he's he's hooked a stingray. And she goes over to see it. They meet. And they've been together for six years. What it's a beautiful true story. Love.
5: It's true love.
2: So I just threw out there for the heck of it. You know, he could have been out there. Maybe he bought the stingray. And he just hooked it. And he just stands around with a stingray on the line until a pretty girl comes by. And then he reels in the stingray knowing that she would be interested and go over there and would want to talk to him. And you said hmm well that's kind of creepy but it's interesting how your brain works i would appreciate if you're fermi i would appreciate
5: here's the thing bob i mean i am
2: not not pointing out i have a very very um um interesting mind uh and i could create fiction just like that
5: i am all about being careful in the world and protecting yourself i don't know where a man would buy this stingray and i don't I don't think you have much criminal game if you've got a, a store bought stingray on the end of your line and you're yeah. just standing around waiting all day for a beautiful woman to walk unattached. by alone.
2: A beautiful, unattached
4: woman. Yeah. Room.
5: That seems like you're not, the odds are not in your favor.
2: You just may want to, this is a fictional thing, okay? It's just that I just came up with it that there's a possibility that some guy, not me, But that some guy could come up with a little bit of a a minor scam to meet girls that way. See,
3: but here's the thing. If that guy was out there doing that, he would be on some sort of dating app with the picture of the Stingray, not standing out in the blazing sun, risking skin cancer, waiting for one single... By the way, I do have to point out, he's like, I could be a great fiction writer about this because I come up with all these great ideas... Here's the it's thing. Right. He comes up with the great ideas. Who would be actually writing? He would book? make me
5: write it. Yeah. Sherry, I want you to uh, write a book about a man who buys a stingray at the store. And by the way, I don't know what store you would go to to get a stingray, but he's
2: got a stingray at the store. Some of us are, and, are, are concept people, and I would. Know, there's no story. For a there's woman there's no by. story. And by the way, the name of the story—it's like a Nicholas Sparks book. The name of the story is The Stingray. Right. Some of us are conceptual in nature. Some of us do the actual work. Well, I don't like (laughs) (laughs) the way you put it, I think is harsh
3: and wants top billing, too. He'll want top billing.
5: Well, I'd be his ghostwriter.
2: Yeah, oh, and it would yeah. say it on the break, no, 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 no. No, she would not be my ghostwriter. You you would share um billing with me.
5: You're too you know what?
2: what you, well, what can I tell you? In
5: addition to being the humblest, you're I also tell? the most generous. <laughs> what can I tell you? Look, I mean, who's more suspicious of people? Who's more team dateline than me, except maybe for Max? But I think that your odds of your odds of
2: succeeding as a creepy like killer under your scenario, they just seem remote. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, are you for me or again me? Why point out something? Let's say, for some reason, I step into Creepyville. Is is it necessary for you to, oh, point, to point out that yes, you're there? yes.
5: So you want That's me to? The when question. I see you there, you want me to kind of keep that to
2: myself. Well, I don't know how I wandered into Creepyville, uh, honest, honestly. But I why I pointed fish, out with a fishing
5: to, pole and a store bought stingray. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I admit it, it's it's uh, a bit of a stretch, scamming uh, scam wise, you know.
5: I just Todd's right. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Tinder, but you're gonna have more success yeah. on Tinder.
2: Yeah, but you're out there with the real people if you've got the yeah. sting the stingray on the line and the girl yeah. girl walks by. I mean that that actually happened. She's she's still with that guy.
3: Here's the thing: as he reels the stingray in, mm-hmm. there's a big difference between a dead stingray. And a live Stingray that you've just hooked on the line I can but hear that
2: Most people would not know that I can hear, oh,
5: you, yeah, I can you hear Keith Morrison now She thought
4: he caught the Stingray <laughs> You're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry
0: Leave us a talk back. talk back with the free Bob and Sherry
5: app. A couple of days ago, there was a hashtag that was trending on Twitter. It was, hashtag. I'd rather walk barefoot over Legos than, some, than <laughs> then some do this. Thing. Yeah, right. And so I, I compiled some of my favorites. Okay,
2: I'd like right? to hear that.
5: I'd rather walk barefoot over Legos than hear the Cars for Kids song.
2: <laughs> do you guys all know that song? I know song? that one, yeah. 1877 seven cars for kids. For kids. Yeah.
5: One, eight. It, I hear it so many times. <laughs> the last time I heard it, it was all I could do not just to leave my car abandoned on the side I of the know. road so they could take it.
2: I know, I know.
5: Um, here's another one. I'd rather You know what
2: I don't like? You know what I don't like and I'd walk over Legos. I don't like it when the ad agency hires a kid who talks to me like I'm a dumbass. <laughs> Do you example? know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Um of an example. Is it
5: because I know I know what you're talking about?
2: Is it Ring? I I just I just heard one over like the holidays.
1: K A R S cars for kids. It's a good thing.
2: I mean, it's a very very good thing.
1: Donate, your
6: car today. Donate
2: online. I, I I think it's it's uh it, it's like one of those home uh security systems. And the kid is talking to me like, I don't don't know anything, you know?
5: I know. And it's a precocious sounding kid. Yeah, they And they phrase things. They'll say like, hey, mom and dad, in case you don't know it, a crime's committed every 10 minutes in this country. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You always act like you want to keep us safe. Do you really, though? Do you, mom? Do you? (laughs) It's like, you little punk. Shut up. You little punk. How about you get that rotting grilled cheese sandwich out from under your pillow and then we can talk? (laughs) All
2: right, what's the next one?
5: Rather walk barefoot over Legos than attend another meeting that should have been an email. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although, to be fair, I'd rather walk barefoot. Over Legos, then attend the meeting or get the email. Mm-hmm. Either one.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
5: you know what? Let's not really even communicate with each other unless something's on fire. The, worst, here at the, the worst
2: meetings you can go to are meetings that are conducted by people that have all day. They have all day at work. And they've got to fill that time somehow.
5: Well, that's always been the case with us because yeah. we work a different shift.
2: Yeah, yeah.
5: And the folks that want to have those meetings...
2: Right after lunch,
5: they come cruising in. Right about when we're finishing yeah, up for the day. That's right.
2: That's right.
5: <laughs> Rather walk barefoot over Legos than listen to your man's mixtape. Hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so because it's so exacting and perfect for your relationship. And even if I like True by Spandau Ballet, I I don't want to hear your man's mixtape for you.
2: Do you want to look at um, the vacation photos? No, I of don't, your friends.
5: I look at those on vacation. Facebook. Can we keep it to that? Okay. That's one of, you know what? That's an underappreciated aspect of Facebook. Your friend posts their vacation pictures. You look at them at your own time and at your own
2: pace. Right. And you could look at like one of them.
5: And you can like that's them true. and leave a comment. And they know yeah, that you yeah. saw their trip to the Virgin Islands or whatever. Yeah, Boo, that's you're right. Done. right. Kevin, Kevin told me that he actually remembers being a kid. And his parents and their friends having vacation picture slideshows with like an actual slideshow machine.
2: It's one of my earliest memories. You remember that too? My my father bought a really nice, it's like in my childhood, there was one really nice car. There was one really nice house. And there was one really nice camera. And the camera had a leather case. I can still remember it. And he would take these photos and then sit down with that circular slide thing. And we had the, the, I can still see the screen, the white screen that folded into like a blue uh, cylinder and we'd pull it up and attach it and the neighbors came over and there it was 80 pictures, kind of blurry, some of them of Madison, Connecticut.
5: Well, my parents never went on a vacation together in 17 years of marriage. Really? And I only remember one long weekend as a family in the Poconos at a cabin. Mm -hmm. Here's Here's how leisure time went down in my family. GFL, that's my father, GFL went on hunting trips with his buddies and my mom chain smoked and looked out the window. At home And that was it And that was it So the idea of the mm-hmm. na- First of all The neighbors coming over mm-hmm. That would never happen But the idea of the neighbors Coming over And looking at a slideshow Of a trip that my parents took That was something that happened On TV Not at our house
2: I was so fascinated With those slides When they weren't looking I would get the slides out And hold them up to the uh, light And <laughs> you can't see very well
5: Here's one that you'll like And then we'll wrap up I'd rather walk barefoot Over Legos and order or eat a pizza with pineapple on it.
2: I agree. I knew you would. I were. agree with that person. I, that's good.
4: I'm one of the rare people that likes that, that I ham and pineapple. Mm-hmm. I think that's very good. I, I love it. Like first it. time Hawaiian I saw it, I thought, that's crazy. Food. And Somebody said, try it. And I went, you know what? This is good. That salty, sweet, tart,
5: chewy, oozy, crunchy vibe of a Hawaiian pizza. Yeah. You know what, Max? You know what, Max? Ignore him. We're for us. <laughs> <laughs> this, one, this one does not want to light a single candle.
2: You know, I am surprised that you being an Italian girl, that you would that sell would eat that out and eat slop? that slop uh, you know, awful.
5: Hey, when in, well, when in Rome, but
4: not really Rome, Bob and Sherry? It's the Bob and Sherry Off-Air Podcast called The Oddcast. Podcasting. Podcast With stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast drops every Monday and Friday Podcast. with uncensored conversations, special guests, and true crime time. I'm sorry, but it's absolutely true. Bob and Sherry Off-Air Podcast. The Oddcast. We got a big podcast to do here. Get it now on the free Bob and Sherry app, BobandSherry.com, or wherever you get your podcasts the
1: new bob and sherry app get it now get it now in itunes store or google
2: play one of the other every, I, every time that plays i think that she's saying the nude bob, the nude and, sherry bob and sherry app, app. yeah hey you that, know, that might you know what i mean there's a thought mm-hmm. i've you, been working out yeah you look good thank you right. uh,
5: one of the hashtag rather walk barefoot over legos that i didn't mention <laughs> was rather walk barefoot over legos than change my wiper blades i i have a question mm-hmm. I didn't understand when I became an adult how often you had to buy tires for your car. I think I thought the tires lasted as long as the car did. Yeah. I know better now. Right. Right. Um, why is it that I'm always having to change my wiper blades? I don't know. My car, my my mom van is five years old, mm-hmm. and I change my wiper blades like four times a year. Max, is that normal?
4: No, it's uh, not. I think, I think
2: once every six months is about normal.
4: Four times a year. I, um, I've
2: had and- the, I've had the Avalon for over a year, like a, a year and a half, and I've never changed. Them.
5: Do you just do you just shake your fist at the rain and drive without using your wipers?
2: That's exactly what I do. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Because it seems like you,
2: yeah, but, they're fine. But the great thing
4: now is any of those places like AutoZone, they'll they'll do it for you. Yeah, and the, they will. and they'll change headlights and and like brake lights and that sort of thing. That oh god, that's so much easier. Because I would struggle to get those wiper blade things on there. H- have you ever been in a car
2: that has one wiper blade
5: in the back? My van?
4: In no, the no, back. no, in the front.
5: In the front, I've seen them, but
2: I don't have one. So I, I was uh, I was going somewhere with with a woman that I was doing the TV show years ago with. And so she said, "We'll take my car." And she had a Mercedes, and uh, one of the small Mercedes. So it starts to rain, and I'm sitting there. All of a sudden, the one wiper blade starts going. It freaks me out. I was like, "Whoa!" Because it's big. It has to do the entire windshield, it, and I've never seen another one. I, I guess they're out there, but it is it is a freaky thing because we're so used to the two things going. You know,
5: the only thing that I know how to really do with my car other than drive it. And some of you would argue that one, but the only thing I really know how to do is change the windshield washer is add windshield washer fluid. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and I use, this is probably why I need to change my wiper blade so much. I go through a jug of windshield washer fluid about every two months.
2: Well, that is why then.
5: Um, And I don't know what I think my car is so filthy on the inside that there's a part of me that thinks if I keep running the wiper blades that somehow that'll magically address it. Uh, but I do know how to do that. And I can't tell you the satisfaction I take in hitting the target, buying a jug of the peak or whatever, and popping my hood and pouring that washer fluid in like I'm freaking Rosie the Rippiter
6: <laughs> or
7: something.
2: You know what I would rather do? I'd rather walk over Legos than drive my wife's car. Why? Or drive your car or really almost anybody else's I car. Wouldn't, I, I would, can't stand driving anybody else's car but mine.
5: I would not feel good about you driving my car.
2: Because I, I wouldn't it's either. it's so
5: disgusting that I would worry that you were afraid you were going to get typhoid or
2: something. Mar- Mary took my car once because I forget what. Her car is in the shop or something. I got it back the next day. All of a sudden, there's stuff growing out of the, you know, those side. The door pockets. Pocket things. Mm-hmm. I don't like anything in those things at all. There are, you know, Kleenex. There's um, fast food bottles. There's water bottles. There's just stuff all over the place and I got to clean the car. Why do y'all do that? Why do y'all have to have a car that's just filled with all that stuff? I keep
5: a trash can in the back of my car and I mean a trash can. Well, try using it. Right? And so that I have to empty that once a week. It's like my children, it's like they sit down and, and garbage magically comes out of them. But I also have like a case of uh, sparkling water and a giant Tyrannosaurus Rex head and dance costumes, and I think Jimmy Hoffa. I mean, I think <laughs> I've got it all back in the, there. The
2: other reason I don't like driving her car is that I have—I'm shorter than she is. I have to pull the you know the seat up a and little. bit. That hurts bit. your feelings. Well, then I forget to put it back, and then she gets in the car the next day, and I'm in the back. Pa- oh, have the Keebler elves been driving, Mike? And that hurts him. It hurts feelings. my feelings. It That's right.
5: Drives. It hurts him's feelings yeah. so much well as we mentioned uh the bob and sherry app it's we're not nude but if that's where it's going to take people and it has an awesome talk back feature where you can tap the microphone and join us on the show or the podcast. it's the best bob and
1: sherry <laughs> that's the best
2: you guys kill me i love you Bobbin. oh thank, thank you, you so much
1: Use the talk back, talk back feature on the free Bob and Sherry app and leave us a message. I saved something I saw on Buzzfeed a few days ago
5: um, to talk to you about it because I thought it was interesting, and, and we always like to dive deep into. Yes, marriage, let
2: me give my opinion. <laughs> marriage
5: and relationship advice. A lot of what I see on Buzzfeed is Katy Perry ate a banana, and you'll be shook by what happened next. I, I mean, know I, I agree, I but know.
2: or some poor actress that hasn't been in the movies for like 45 years and they show the picture of her when she was 23 you won't believe what she looks like now yeah you know i mean come on everybody ages leave the poor I, thing i look alone. at that and i go
5: you know i, I do believe it actually yeah. it's been 71 years yeah exactly um so this is uh opinions and and uh, kind of beliefs that we have about dating and marriage and relationships that we are wrong about so here's the first one um never go to bed angry is terrible advice because sometimes you'll be so we've talked about this you're so furious and escalated and the more you talk about it the more angry you get And then you decide you're angry about other things too and by 4 a.m you're like you know what pack your things i'm done here
2: it's just it's hard for me not to resolve something it just when it floats in the air it's like such a burden on me so i understand what you're saying but I just don't really know. I can compartmentalize better than almost anyone I know. But um, when, when, if there is is some sort of an argument, I really would like to be able to deal with it and at least tamp it down.
5: If I'm upset, I won't eat. But ain't nothing keeping this girl from sleeping.
2: Yeah, yeah. And you know that's true. Well, yeah, I mean, eating has nothing to do with being upset. I guess some people do. Now,
5: eat some people upset. are emotional eaters. Yeah. If, I, if I'm if i eating, I'm, I'm happy. When I'm upset about anything, I don't eat.
2: But see, If I'm eating, I'm happy. Yeah, if
5: you see me, <laughs> if you see this girl with double fist in the chow somewhere, you go, oh, she's happy today. You
2: know, it's the funniest I thing. I do not
5: eat if I'm unhappy.
2: I, I notice that people almost always, here's the two places where people almost always have a smile on their face. When somebody's bringing them some food, like it's arriving at the table. Yeah, here
5: comes the food.
2: that's, That's number one. I love watching when people have food delivered to them. The other one is when somebody, especially an adult, is on a bicycle. If you see an adult who's riding a bike, like, I don't know, and they're on vacation and they rented one or something like, a, like that. Like a
5: fun bike, not yeah. the punishing exercise bike.
2: No, 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 no. A fun outdoor bike that yeah. you, you would take like on a, a bike trail, yeah. something like that. I I find that adults, it's like they go back to their childhood and they put on a smile.
5: Hey, do you remember when you had that awesome idea for a coffee table book where you would take pictures of people waiting in lines at amusement parks, just looking like they're being tortured? Yeah. That was, somebody else did that, but you could do, they did. you could do a, a coffee table book of the joy on people's face as the food is being delivered.
2: That's a good idea. Yeah. Who did the uh, coffee table? We, book? they
5: were not, we talked about it. There was like a, we, there was a website or something where all these pictures of miserable people were, and you were so mad because you had called dibs on that idea and I that know. person violated dibs, yeah. which I think they owe me is a felony.
2: I wanted them to go out to like the cheapest amusement park you could find on the fourth of July and just take pictures and especially if it's just brutally hot. Hot and crowded. Hot and crowded and miserable. And try to get there like at three and four in the afternoon, right around three in the afternoon when the temperature has peaked. The and best, just take photographs of
5: people. The best thing I ever saw at an amusement park, <laughs> it was hot. It was humid. It was crowded. The sun was beating down. It was relentless. The wait to get on the, I don't know, the flying velociraptor or whatever it was ride was, you know, because the little sign will tell you the line from here is one hour and 45 minutes. Right. The woman in front of me in line reached into her bag and took a pair, she had little kids with her, took a pair of little baby shorts and put them on her head and was wearing them as a hat. It was the best thing <laughs> oh, ever. Oh, that's it great. Was so awesome.
2: So you know, awesome. You know what the best thing I ever saw at Amusement Park was? I introduced as the MC Steve Martin. Okay. So this was Steve Martin at his stand up comedy peak. And he played this 11,000 seat amusement park. And the amusement park had this big, tall tower. And the tower would uh, rise up. And the people in the tower, would rotate get a big view and they'd get a big view of the whole area right it was very cool very very cool so Steve Martin is on stage and and the thing starts to rise and it's going up and, and he didn't know you know he was just visiting and he's watching it go out of the corner of his eye and there were 11,000 people watching Steve Martin and he goes hey everybody there's people in that thing going up let's all give them the finger <laughs> 11,000 people. I mean, it was awful. There were kids in the audience doing it. Oh, but. my God.
5: <laughs> so here's a question for you before we return to this uh, relationship advice, assuming we ever get back to it. Um, is there anything that kills your appetite?
2: Uh, sure. Sure. Depressing news. Um
5: You don't eat when you're sad? Because I don't eat if I'm sad or upset. Well I eat. I feel like you always I feel like you you're like the hungry caterpillar in the children's book. Bob is the very hungry caterpillar. He ate an apple, he ate a strawberry, he ate a meatloaf, he ate a sandwich, he ate a pizza, then he had a pork chop.
2: Yeah, I'm the human hoover of food. What are you talking about?
5: Oh my God, Max! Is do you know? What,
2: do you know what I've had today? I had I had a stick of cheese with uh, some ham around it and a sandwich. That's all I've had. Bob, I won't. I won't eat for hours.
5: It's not even ten o'clock in the morning yet. <laughs> I
2: like, A stick I of like, cheese and a sandwich. I like I, it's that. not like I can cook up uh, some sp- some uh, scrambled eggs in the studio here. Folks, I gotta have some portable.
5: It's not even 10 a.m., but it's getting daughter party up in here because he's only had a stick of (laughs)
1: cheese.
2: I would like a little bite of something right now.
1: It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. So
5: we're talking about this thing I saw on BuzzFeed, uh, relationship kind of advice or beliefs that we all have about marriage and relationships that may be completely incorrect. We started with never going to bed angry, which um, BuzzFeed says, no, go to bed. And if you wake up and you're still angry, then you probably need to talk about it. If you wake up and you realize, well, that was a big to do over nothing, then you're glad that you didn't spend all night yelling at each other. Right. Okay. All right. Here's another one. Tell me what you think about this.
2: I can't do that, but go ahead.
5: You can't tell me what you think about. No,
2: like? I, I can tell you what I think about. It, oh, you
5: can't I mean, go to bed angry.
2: No.
5: Um, Couples who are very active on social media together are overcompensating for something. I do huh. believe that.
2: Actually. Yeah, that would make sense. I would agree with that. I,
5: I kind of do believe yeah.
2: that. Yeah, It's like we need to show everybody how much of a couple we are. I love you
5: so much, baby. I love you, love you. No, I love you. No, I love yeah. you more. No, I love you the most. No, I love you the mostest. Yeah. Okay, settle down and get a room.
2: Those, those proclamations are just hard for me to read.
5: Um, because they feel false to you?
2: I'm going to be honest a little bit. I'm so glad I'm celebrating my Mother's Day with the most wonderful people, all of whom I love exactly the same. And you see like the extended family and I'm looking at it, I'm going, you know, I think that guy over in the right—I think you hate his guts.
5: So how should the post read? Spending Mother's Day with my family—I can't believe I'm related to this sack of clowns.
2: There you go. That would be a. Little... Yeah, I would. I would uh, like to read that.
5: Um, soulmates are as real as Bigfoot. There's no such thing. If that were true, statistically speaking, with 7.5 billion people on Earth, you'd almost definitely never find your soulmate.
2: Yeah, I've read that. I don't know what to say about the whole soulmate thing.
5: I think some people do find that like fierce connection that transcends words and time and space. Right. I think some people do. I, I think other people find folks that they really love and enjoy.
2: Yeah. I. Um, it's tough because statistically it doesn't make any sense. And yet, you know, you've been with somebody and it just seems like, wow, this... This is different from the other dates that I've had.
5: And if you were to say into the microphone, soulmates are garbage. You can hear about that later. You sure are. Because that's the one point in the show where the spouse is listening.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah.
5: What do you think about the whole soulmate thing, Max? You're a sensible person. Do you believe that that is true? Or do you think that there are lots of people for all of us? And Um. I know you don't want to be murdered in your sleep later. Like, what's your feeling about that?
4: I I think there's probably, there's probably a lot of people that you could be with the rest of your life and have successful relationships, but fate only brings you together with one of those people.
5: Well, and I think that there are lots of people you could have successful relationships with, but that doesn't mean you'll feel that connection like you feel do you well, know what i mean
2: i think there are some people that are together that are not um romantically i mean they're soulmates but they're not romantically um together i mean some of the craziest relationships in hollywood during hollywood's golden age you had katherine hepburn with spencer tracy all right so they were supposed to be lovers he wouldn't divorce his catholic wife but then you hear and
5: that he was a beard
2: that he was a beard, because or because she was a beard. The culture they're, they're wouldn't allow. Day, yeah, or, the you you culture know, wouldn't allow them to live right. their authentic lives. But they had, they had this relationship that evidently was very real. You know, as a, a man and a woman, you just don't know.
5: You do know, You know what? You don't know about people from old Hollywood. You don't know about the people that live next door to you. Yeah. You don't know about the people you're in the same room with.
2: I'm not too sure about you, to be honest with
5: you. Well, I've always thought you were a a little little suspicious, twisted. Well, kids,
7: that's all the time we have for today.
4: Some other time. You've been listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. Be sure to check out our website, BobandSherry.com. Download our free app too. Get the podcast, the podcast, and Bob and Sherry fun size instantly.
5: Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry oddcast We would love if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening.